¿Qué pasó, cochinos en sucias? I'm that vato gallo. Welcome to another episode of Sucias Are My Favorite. This episode we're going to talk about, or I'm going to talk about, some of the, um, what's the word? Animosity that there is amongst Latinos, American-born and Latin American-born Latinos. Just kind of bring that to the light, because I was on an episode, or on a show yet last night with a friend of mine, a buddy of mine from high school, so I was on another friend's episode, this topic came up, he and I had to deal with, because he's black, I'm Latino, and there's other, other things that came up in the show, that his co-host is African American, and my friend is African, that lives in America, or grew up in America, seeing how Italian-born Italians versus Italian-Americans are treated, one, how they interact with one another. So I'll start with that one. When I was in the Army, I was stationed in upstate New York. It was Fort Drum. So it was about an hour south of the Canadian border, uh, roughly about two hours from Ottawa, or an hour and a half from Syracuse, north of Syracuse, six hours north, six-ish hours north-northeast from New York City. So depending on if we had a three-day weekend, four-day weekend, or a full-week pass, determined where I would go. Some people would tag along because I had a car, so they wanted to go with me. Train of thought. <laughs> uh, one time I left a guy in New York because he had a habit of like, oh, I'll pay you next payday for gas money, gas money, blah, blah, blah. And he never paid. So one day I just left him in New York. In any case, go to New York, go to a club. More often than not, there are more military that are off duty in New York City than one would think. I uh, go to a club. It was just three of us that came down from Fort Drum and we're hanging out, we're dancing, talking to females. Uh, one of us stepped on somebody's shoe, which back in the late 90s, kind of a big deal. You scuff up my shoes. That's enough to, to warrant a fight. Uh, it was three of us and I think five or six of the Italian guys. I thought we were scared. I mean, we we're military trained and also our unit was combat armed. So we were constantly doing hand, well, not constantly, we were doing more field exercises, but at least once every two months we would do or brush up on hand-to-hand uh, -hand, close quarters combat stuff and military personnel can spot other military personnel fairly easily clean shaven high and tight haircut so we can usually spot each other for fairly easily we also tend to stand up more straight than the average civilian and so when i don't know how it happened i just know that it was the three of us against these five or six guys and next thing i know i turn and look around and there's like 40 of us staring down these five guys and um and it was myself, the other two in my group were white. Then next to us, there's a couple of black guys, presumably Latinos, one Asian and some more white guys out of the 40. And so the Italians are like backing up, oh, no, you know, it's okay. You guys is cool. We're going to let you, you know, we just, we didn't realize y'all were military or whatever. He was, he was backpedaling, right? But trying to save face. He and I ended up being not best friends, but friends enough to where I would reach out to him like, hey, I'm coming into town this, this weekend. What's the best spot to go to? What's going down? So we kind of informally kept in touch. We'd kind of half-ass coordinate. So I'd go down, hang out with him. A couple of times there really wasn't anything going on. I uh, said, well, I'll just go to this regular spot, his regular club, because we were already committed to go down to New York. Go over to his place, go to have dinner at his mom's place. She was like typical Italian mom, fussing over him, cleaning his face, wanting to know what he's doing. When's he going to get married? This, that, and the other. You're not eating too much. You're too skinny. Feeding him food. That happened a couple of times. Uh, one of those times... He had an uncle in town that was from Italy. I don't know if he's blood uncle or just uncle like friend of the family, but an uncle was there from Italy, very broken English. Um, I could half-ass understand him in Italian. There's a lot of similar words, but the pronunciation is different, so it took me a minute to um, get an idea of what he meant because uh, some words or letters are pronounced differently in Italian than it is in 
Spanish. So the gist of it is his nephew is stupid because he doesn't know Italian, how to speak Italian properly. He just knows the slang and the cuss words and getting yelled at by his mom, like, you know, sit down, shut up, eat your dinner or whatever. He couldn't hold a conversation in Italian. Neither could I. The uncle took a liking to me because I was fluent in Spanish. And so between that with Spanish and Italian, we could kind of communicate with each other. And the uncle would make fun of the my friend. And I would kind of laugh because the uncle was funny and I would kind of get catch the joke. And then my friend would ask me, hey, what do you say? And the uncle would chime in, don't tell him. Uh, fuck, I can't think of the Italian word. But he, he kind of said it in a Spanish-like way to make it sound like, hey, I want you to understand, don't tell him. So I never told him. I just told him he told me an old dirty joke and it doesn't translate well. Was, was like using my excuse. The uncle had a real disdain and disappointment. It was more disappointment, but he was also kind of disgusted that, you know, okay, fine, you don't understand it, but you're still not making, he, he still wasn't making an effort to learn his heritage, his background. I could see the uncle's point of view, but at the same time, it wasn't the guy's fault. It falls on the parents to teach the kids their heritage, their, their language, whatnot. I just kind of found it amusing because the uncle liked me a little bit more than his own nephew, his own blood, because I at least spoke another language and was half-ass learning or attempting to understand a third one, Italian, which technically was my fourth language. My third language was French, which I was learning when I would go up to Ottawa all the time. Or sorry, Montreal. That's, oh, that's another funny, that's a long story. Uh, not not even long. Okay, I'll try to I'll try to cut it short as I can. So I would go to Montreal every now and again. It was more of a pain in the ass to get into Montreal because getting into Montreal from the U.S., the uh, border patrol, the Canadian border patrol, typical French assholes. You know, of course they'd speak to you in in French, and you're like, no comprendez-vous. So they, what are you doing here? What are you going to do? You know, they they had a thick accent. They were very disgusted with us. And of course there'd be other soldiers that would try to go there because Ottawa was about two hours away and most of the, or not most, but a lot of military personnel from Fort Drum would go to Ottawa. So it was just as bad as being in Watertown trying to pick up on females because we're all in good shape. We're all, we all have some type of game. We're all trying to edge each other out like, okay, well, you're this, but are you this and have a little bit of money or are you this with, you know, this much swag? So you, you had to find a niche to carve out and try to stand out with females. So it made it more difficult in town because why would a female want to date a private or a PFC or, you know, a lower enlisted when a sergeant could afford his own vehicle and take her out on real dates versus like, okay, hey, we're going to go to McDonald's and split a meal and you meet me there because I got to take a bus in, right? I had a car, I'd go up to Montreal and they'd all pile in with me. So there was less military in Montreal, but there were still some of us there. I'd probably say any given weekend, there's 20 to 100, which isn't a big deal. And this episode's brought to you. Well, no, it's not. I'm just drinking V8. It's not brought to you by anybody. I'm not that big. I've got, what, nine subscribers? So nobody's sponsoring this. Yeah, so I'd go to Montreal. It's a very French-speaking, it's a French-speaking province. Nearly everything is in French. Go up to Montreal. Everyone pretty much speaks French. And most of us soldiers would try to impress the females when we'd approach them. We'd be like, comment allez-vous? Parlez-vous anglais? How are you doing? Do you speak English? More often than not, the females would just say, we, you know, a very bored, like disinterested, okay, whatever, what, let's, let's see the bullshit you're going to try to spin now. Or they would just say none, they, that they don't speak English, and then game over. What I would do to make myself stand out and be different is, ¿Cómo vous How are you doing? Do you speak Spanish? When I would do it, uh, the females would often say, we, before I was even finished, which is yes. They didn't hear me say espagnol. So as soon as they said yes, I would just bust out in Spanish. 
o no, no sabes qué tan bueno es verte conocer a alguien que habla español porque no me falta mucho para no tengo nadie con quien platicar so I would say that in Spanish which is essentially oh it's finally great to find someone to speak in Spanish I'm running out of practice nobody down there and then they would oh no 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 um Anglais. Parlez-vous anglais? Oh, English. Yeah, yes, yes. I speak English. Uh, my name is uh, my name is Federico, and this is going to sound funny, but I'm Federico from Puerto Rico, okay? And I come here to, and then they're just, their minds are blown because they're used to Americans trying to spit game. So they're either trying to speak in broken French or, you know, trying to be smooth in Spanish or sorry, in English. And it doesn't translate well because they don't understand English very well or they're pretending to not understand English very well. Whereas me speaking Spanish or speaking English with a thick accent made me different, made me unique, made me special. So these females, it was just automatic like a, like a panty dropper, panty melter, whatever you want to call that. And uh, the, the way it was, okay, so it started off. We uh, discussed it in the chat. We want to talk about how do other races see the infighting or the, the in, inner bickering between different Latinos. Also, expounding on that, I know that some people just say anybody who speaks Spanish is Mexican, you know, <laughs> but a lot of people who, you know, who deal with Latinx issues understand that you have, you know, so many different factions of, of Latinos and they don't get along always. In fact, not a lot don't get along, so. I'm going to get your perspective, and I'll give you my perspective afterwards. Okay, yeah, yeah. So my perspective isn't just from being in the U.S. Growing up, I spent all my summers, or most of my summers, in Mexico. So from infancy till about 12, I would spend anywhere from four weeks to about nine or ten weeks in Mexico every summer. I went to the fourth grade and sixth grade for the first semester in Mexico. So I understand how it is to be living over there and being over there, being in Mexico. And those particular years, I was there all summer and until the school started, which uniquely in Mexico, uh, public schools are only half days. So you either have a morning session or an evening session. There are no school buses. They're just, you just hop on a regular bus. So whatever city bus you have in Mexico, there aren't city buses per se. There's buses that have routes and they go by names. They're not, well, I mean, American buses do names, but American buses also have like numbers for the route. Like route number one is this one that goes from A to C or whatever. Mexico, there aren't really maps. You just, if you grow up in the neighborhood, you know what bus to take to go to and from your neighborhood. Um, you just kind of learn what the routes are by riding them, at least back then. Now you might be able to use Google Maps, but in any case, I would go to the afternoon school because I was lazy. I like to sleep in late. I didn't want to get up early. The afternoon class started at 1 or 1.30 and went to like 5. I forgot what it was, but it was just a few hours a day. The coursework was very focused. So I understand the mentality and the culture being in Mexico. Some people, or very few, were enthralled with the idea of like getting to know me because, oh, hey, I get to know and understand and learn about the United States. For the most part, they always found a way or tried to find a way to make me look dumb or seem like I didn't know or understand what was going on because the um, classmates hated that I could speak Spanish well enough. I didn't have an accent. Like, I don't have an accent in English. I don't have an accent in Spanish. I can emulate accents whenever I'm speaking with other... Um, Latinos, whether it's Puerto Rican, Dominican, Colombians, I'll pick up on their slang and their cadence on how they speak, how fast, how slow, how high or low. With the Latinos, Mexicans, they weren't happy with me, or I presume that they weren't happy with me because I had more opportunities than they did. I, I, I never sat down and spoke to them, hey, why do you hate me? Why do you always try to get into fights with me? Why do you always do this? One particular thing that sticks out is there's a word for 
like a native speaker that can say native words. And it also kind of reminds me of a passage in the Bible where there were tr someone was trying to catch escapees or runaways or something. And when they crossed a river, apparently on one side of the river, that country or that nationality couldn't say the sound sh. So they're challenged to say shibboleth or some word with sh in it. If they couldn't say shibboleth or whatever it was, then they were killed. So there, there's a word for that, that you're not a native speaker. You can't pronounce words like the natives can. One point in class, I was asked, hey, pronounce this word. I was trying to sound it out. And in Spanish, the, the plus is that 90% of the words are pronounced the way they look. Very few exceptions. But for the most part, if you look at a word in Spanish, it's going to sound the way it looks. However, there's some uh, Aztec, Olmec, and Incan Indian words that don't follow that so well. So anyways, I'm looking at a word. I'm trying to sound it out. Couldn't, couldn't. I try to say it from just looking at it. Whole class laughs, made fun of me. Teacher as well. Even she said, see what I mean? If you're not from here, you're not going to be able to pronounce some words pronounced correctly. The word is, of course, Tetapitlan. And I said, oh, I can say that, Tetapitlan. And then they looked at me like I was crazy because I could say it once I heard it. Reading it was difficult, but hearing someone else speak made it easier for me to emulate them or copy them. And that just kind of stood out. But it bugged me that I was lumped in as someone that couldn't do just because I'm not a native. So I have a deeper understanding. It's not like, oh, I'm a Chicano kid from Texas and, you know, I've been attacked or, you know, done wrong by others in America. It's, you know, I, I see both sides of the country or both sides of the border. When I was over there, I had a lot of animosity towards me because uh, just because I'm American and because I spoke Spanish well enough. Um, if, like in my accent, like you can't hear a Texas accent. You don't hear an accent in my voice. I just sound kind of plain. Whenever I introduce myself and say, hey, yeah, I'm a Texan, everybody's like, oh, well, where's your Southern draw? Well, where's this? You know, they, they don't believe it off the bat because I don't have or I don't seem or sound Southern. In New Mexico, I had the same issue. I didn't have an accent that defined where I was from. It, you know, it wasn't a Gulf Coast uh, Veracruz accent. It wasn't a... Um, Mexico City accent, it, you know, it just it was just bland, right? So they knew I wasn't from there. Uh, Gallo, Go ahead. Myself, you know, say I'm I'm foreign. I'm from I'm from Africa, mm -hmm. and I always tell my friends that you know, foreign people can tell just from looking at somebody that the person they're talking to is foreign. So if I go into a room and it's thirty people, if they're French, if they're Norwegian, they're German. If, and if they're African, if they're from Mexico and not the United States, if they're from, you know, Brazil, just looking at them, you can kind of, you can tell. Do you have that? Is that the same thing with Latinos? Like you can tell a, a, a Texan from a, a Mexican or a Mexican from a, a, a Puerto Rican or a Puerto Rican from a El Salvadorian? Technically, but I don't. I wouldn't say it's looks. I would say it's more of dress, the way someone's, you know, the you know someone's style. Yeah. And I can tell someone fresh off the boat or fresh off over the border, or, you know, however you want to call it, from Latin yeah. America, versus someone that's been here for a while. They're they're kind of hard to in, to tell apart. When they've been here for a while, they kind of assimilate more. They dress more local. But if we're talking um, fresh off the boat from another country and an American version of that country, so like German-American, Mexican-American, you know, what have you, yeah, you can tell the difference when you walk in when they're when they have that fresh off the boat, right? Well, I can. I, I, I always look. I, I liken it to their demeanor, the uh, the the way they speak, 
Oh yeah, yeah. If you're they... if you're watching and paying attention to them, yeah, you can notice. But just walking into a room and looking at the way someone looks, it, uh, it's more for close. The look, the look. This, that's what this the look in their eyes and their face. You can you can see a foreign face, like you know, looking at somebody. You can tell they're foreign in their face. You don't have to tell them say a word. Mm-hmm. Just looking at somebody, I can say, okay, he's he's not from the United States. He's not from here. I can tell by the way he looks. He's he's Russian. Mm-hmm. He's and I've always known that people who are from other places usually have that same ability, whereas Americans is look and they're looking at the clothes, oh yeah, yeah. the way they talk, mm-hmm. like just looking at somebody's face. Because other cultures, other people, other places have a different, just a look. So you're saying Americans don't pay attention to that kind of stuff? Correct. You know, I'm just saying I walk in a room and I kind of like, uh, I kind of observe the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I look at your fashion second. Mm-hmm. And I kind of try to pick up on, on who you are, your character, the vibe I get from you. So I can kind of tell if you're um like different nationality or you're from a different country. Yeah. Now, what I will know is, what I will say is, <clears throat> the very first time I actually realized there was a difference between like Mexicans and El Salvadorians yeah. was when I was working in oil and gas. Yeah. And I was in seismic. Yeah. And we were, we were parked in Del Rio. Yeah. Now, our crew was predominantly El Salvadorian. Yeah. Well, when we hit Del Rio, we close to the border. Yeah. So we we got a lot of like real Mexican. Yeah. And the El Salvadorians kind of get bumped. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But later on, yeah, one of the dudes was like, "Well, the Mexican men are more aggressive." Yeah. Than the El Salvadorians. Yeah. Honestly, I didn't know the difference. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's when I just learned about the plight of how the El, the El Salvadorian men from some from some of them felt like. Their journey to the states was harder, yeah, mm-hmm. because of how many countries they had to cross, yeah, to get to the states, yeah. opposed to being in Mexico, and it's just one, one. You only got to cross one border. I had to cross several borders, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And also, it kind of fucked me up when I went to Cancun, yeah. And of course, I'm not ignorant. I know there's a thing called Afro-Latinos, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but being in Texas, you know, I, I would see where the fair-skinned Hispanic people, yeah, yeah, people, yeah. I, I didn't see like. I went to Cancun, yeah. and we drove to the city, and I, it, they looked like us. Like, mm-hmm. you. And I'm not ignorant. I get it. Yeah. I know a lot of these different nationalities are just Africans during the slave trade who got yeah. off the boat a little earlier. Yeah. But it kind of fucked me up to just see, like, man, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, so it was pretty cool, man. Because you know it's the second largest um, black country in the world. And, and do you know who? Amada Lenegre is? I do know who oh, Okay, is. I'm right. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can you continue? Uh, continue. <laughs> yeah, well, I would, I would say you're, you're in the minority. In, I would say you're in the minority in paying attention because most Americans are oblivious. If, if, it's, if they have no clue what's outside of America, like America's a bubble and they're aware there's other countries, yeah. but that's the extent of the average American. Right. So I agree. Yeah, I can agree. Yeah, so so I'm not I'm not saying all Americans are like that, but most Americans, like if I walked into a room, I can tell you know most Americans aren't paying attention to what's going on in the room. They're just in their conversation and, and not hyper aware. And that's that's just me from getting into fights as a kid all the time and either getting jumped because I kicked someone's ass or getting j- jumped because, you know, I mess with someone's sister and they're a part of a gang or whatever. I've always had that mm-hmm. hyper-awareness of, okay, who do I got to look out for? and who, Who's the first person I got to beat up to keep everyone else from trying to jump yeah, in? Definitely. It's just fair. So definitely you beat up the Mexican guy first. Well, no, you know what? So, okay, so I grew up in, a, in, in three different sides of Houston. I grew up in the spring. I grew up in third ward. And, of course, the Sam Houston part, right? Spring in the in, – and in when, I, when I was living in spring, it was – 80% white. 
third ward, of course, 90% African-American, and Sam Houston area, of course, that's 90% Latino, right? Well, when we were there, it was it was I, like 50 Latino, 30 black, and like 20 white, and then miscellaneous. Yeah. But now, yeah, it is all, yeah. all Latino. Yeah. Never seen, never seen people get jumped the way I saw the Latin gang. <laughs> Man, never seen the shit out of you. Never seen uh-huh. it before. Like, never seen, like... 27 guys in mm-hmm. boots kick the shit out of somebody for like 20 minutes. When you were at Sam Houston, yeah. they have like the Smurf Ward. No, the Smurf, that's, that's, that's third ward. The Smurfs didn't get that far. No, 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 because when I was in fourth ward, the yeah. Smurfs was out there. Yeah. And they would, they would, they would jump, they would jump you in a second, bro. Yeah, last day of school. Was and it was like the LTP, like the Looney Tune Posse. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Did you have the Smurfs, uh, ever have the Smurfs, uh, Gallo? Say again? Oh, sorry, I missed that part. The Smurfs. No, and Sam, all I remember was, uh, I know a person that went by the name of Smurf, but not the gang or the group or the clique, whatever. Yeah. They uh, at Sam, I think it was yeah, NSA know, and a few others. No, I know in the, in the clock, yeah. the Southwest Cholos was big. The Southwest Cholos have been running the Southwest for a yeah. long time. <laughs> you know, I don't want to fuck I'm not going to say nothing about them, but it's all I'm going to say. What's up, bro? You know what I'm talking about? But <laughs> never, never had seen, I've seen some fights. I've seen some but never had, I was like, somebody need to help him. They got boots on. He's taking his belt buckle off. Why is he, you know, I'm like, this is vicious. Like, what do you do? Oh, man, he's talking to his girl, man. He like that. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so so what? you you see how hyper-aware I had to be. You know, it was it was always, you know, I had to look around a corner. Yeah. And there's been times I got caught with the bat in the gut just for, you know, turning a corner and not paying attention. But that was more middle school. You got caught with, hey, who and a what? So that yeah, someone swung, someone swung a bat at me at my stomach and got me to the ground. And luckily, the only reason I'm still alive or not broken is because one of the dudes that were going to jump me, he didn't know who the target was, that it was me. He was a, a gang member and he liked me because I helped him yeah. out with some other stuff. I drew um, old English letters. Like I was a tag artist back in the day. So he'd always have me, you know, that dude's name and so-and-so girl, you know, whatever girlfriend of the week he had. I was cool with him <laughs> and I was just lucky that he recognized me when I got swung on, so he's like, hey, yeah. you know, he pulled the bat away. He's like, y'all do what you want. I'm not in this, and you ain't using any weapons. So that that saved me that yeah. time. But, I mean, there's been plenty of other times that, you know, I've been <laughs> caught off guard or I paid attention, either ran or took my legs as best I could. I grew up being hyper aware of that for two reasons. One, either I was trying to hook up with the female, or rather I was trying to make out with females when I was in grade school and middle school. And then also in middle school, by messing around with those girls, I would end up getting jumped random guys fighting or attacking me because that girl was someone's sister someone's cousin uh someone's current girlfriend someone's soon-to-be girlfriend someone's ex-girlfriend so there was always drama involved with me chasing girls and so i always had to be aware of my surroundings and that just stuck with me gangsters are so funny man they say the craziest shit like hey hey y'all could beat his ass man but don't use no bat it's like what man well, how about don't beat his ass at all how about we, you know what I'm saying? Like, we can't get out the ass open, but we can say, no bad. I want to say they had a race war when we were there. They had, like, a, a, a race riot. like the So between 94 and, like, 96, that's when the blacks versus the Mexicans war was going down. Pretty much. I think, yeah, I think they had a race Because we had, we, had, we had the black versus Mexicans when I was in Lincoln, bro. I'm a little older. Yeah, you older than me. So <laughs> I remember when Rodney King happened, mm-hmm. when the whole thing, I, I remember... If you were if you were fair, yeah, elementary. I was in middle school. 
Yeah, you own it. I remember my middle school was sixth, seventh, eighth grade. I remember that if you were fair skinned, they were swinging on you. And I had to literally like stop people like, hey, nah, he's Hispanic. He with us. You know what I'm saying? No, no. Nah, he light skinned. Oh, well, come on. Why was the light skinned dude getting swung on because of Rodney King? Anybody the who cops. Was, Rodney King got beat. And it, uh, and anybody who won black was against swung, swung on. Uh, so if you was light skinned, Hispanic, you know what I'm saying? They were swinging on you. So I had to be, it was several times, like, nah, man, this is my boy, this is my dude, uh, I'm a homeboy named Gerson. Like, this, he Gerson, man, he with us, man, he's just light-skinned, he, he's Hispanic, he with us, you know. And, but, yeah, I was there for that, but I know, I saw several people get, you know, we, we had to fight, we had to fight some boys over Salinas. Oh, because Salinas died, and we was like, fuck Salinas, I'm thinking <laughs> like that. <laughs> I would never utter those words in Sam Houston. I, I wouldn't have made it home. <laughs> but they, but they clowned us because that was around the same time. Left Eye died. No, Easy E died. So yeah, he was yeah. Walking around with condoms on our shirt for oh, Left Eye. No, Easy E. Okay, <laughs> died yeah, yeah. And they clowned Easy. So when Salinas died. Oh, y'all would got the pool. Huh? Yeah. Fuck Salinas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this is how the fight started between. The blacks and the Mexicans get Salinas. Oh. oh, I don't care. I <laughs> fuck the Hano, fuck Selena. I don't care myself. I want to hear this though. I didn't, honestly, I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't know how love Salinas was. Yeah, to be honest with you. Oh, time out. What? What do I really supposed to say? I heard. I heard Latinx. What does Latinx mean? That means Latin and the X is so it's not gender uh, because the Latino, Latino and Latinas have an issue with yeah. the uh, male and female system. Yeah. Yeah, so instead of instead of making it, uh, did I say did I say patriarchal system? Is that what I said? I, I don't know. I don't know if it's I a patriarchy. I just think it's more of the LGBTQ, all that stuff, and like not preferring the male sense of the word because yeah. almost yeah, everything yeah. is identified. You know, if you're if you're talking about a group, then you're talking about Latinos. If you're talking about just females, and you say Latinas, personally, yeah. I don't care. So, can, so it's, it's, it's X. So, so let me ask you something, Gallo. Mm-hmm. Uh, are all are all people from Mexico Latin? Yes. Well, yeah. okay. no, it's, I, I remember I said, I, I like said, like, of Latin descent, somebody's like, no, no. It's, it's complicated there, too, because there's, well, because there's black Mexicans, there's strictly indigenous Mexicans that never got mixed with Spaniards, that they're, that they're still um, Aztec, uh, Olmec descendants, and uh, Incan. There's still some of that. But for the most part, yeah, most Mexicans are Latinos. They, they've bred or mixed with. So let me tell you, what, when I have to dredge, I, I, people confuse me with being Dominican. So I feel like, and the wife tells me all the time that I probably should have been Mexican. And I don't know. I hope this isn't disrespectful. Hold on. But <laughs> I, I, a lot of the food I eat, bro, I just, okay. you know how like most black people go make grab make corporate? Sense. Make it make mm-hmm. sense. You know how they go, go grab go corporate? Yeah. I go grab tortillas, bro. I love lower Silverados. That's two. You know, <laughs> pull up at the red light. Yeah. And yeah. the SAs be trying to race me because I got a lower Silverado yeah. <laughs> window down. Yeah. And they're like, oh, you a brother. Yeah. Like, yeah. But then they probably think I'm Dominican. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, and then when I worked for the when I when I worked for the seismic crew, mm-hmm. even though I was management, hey man, them boys turned me on to some shit. Them, I don't know what they was cooking. Get to me with a tortilla. Uh-huh. They turned me on to the gouda, the gouda cheese, all that shit. But I was with queso. So you know what I'm talking about. So, uh, Gallo, sir, I eat tacos at least three times. I'm gonna hit you with this one last thing before we go. Okay, so I'm gonna tell you a story. I don't know if you were there the first day, but the first day of school, because you know, I transferred in from from South Park School Jones to to Sam Houston, right? And so I was driving, so I come there and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna, I got my car. 
I don't want to eat this block they're giving us for lunch. I'm going to go get some tacos. So the four or five people that, you know, I was with at the time, they're like, yeah, okay, cool. They gave me like two, three dollars. And I'm like, okay, I'll be back in 20 minutes, right? I come back with a 20 pack from Taco Bell. I almost got jumped the first day. <laughs> Why? Because you brought them Taco Bell? How, you yeah, right. Like, That's what I'm saying. You don't bring real Hispanic people or Latinx people Taco Bell? I had no idea. What's wrong with you? I had no idea. They he like, didn't know. Oh, he was in high school. Like, you can't You can't yeah, get after him for like, that. Oh, no. It was going to be a fight for real. It's like, you're my like, bro. I'm not eating this shit, man. This is, I didn't know. They're like, you supposed to go across the street to the Taco Real right now. I'm like, oh, what? My guy, it's a spot on 45 called Taco Real. <laughs> man, I was like, man, I think I'm gonna go to this hole, this this nasty ass hole in the wall ass. This, 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 what this, you mean? This, it, the, the 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 taco stand across the street from Sam Houston was so ragged. Man, that like, shit probably was fire. It probably it was. I found out later it was fire. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying, me coming from the other side of town, used to having establishments with like doors. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, man, I'm not going to this. Hey, my guy, if there, if there at least five lowered Silverados in front of the, in front of the spot, pull up. He's going down. If the person making the food doesn't speak any English, man, man, let me tell you something. When I was in Del Rio, we, we were, we were, we were actually like an hour outside of Del Rio. So we literally were like 20 minutes to the border. Okay. It was an abandoned gas station that they repurposed as a restaurant. Nobody in this motherfucker spoke English. Okay. I've been there before. Matter of fact, you could pay with the peso. Ooh. That's how close to the board I was. Ooh. I, the menu was in Spanish. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The lady came. She spoke no English. Yeah. I, she pointed to something. I yeah. said, give me that. Yeah. Man, that was the best fucking food I had in my life. Oh, man. The best, the best Mexican food I had. I couldn't tell you what it was. I could just, it wasn't a taco. It was like some stewed meat. Uh, I can't drink the water, man. I, I, I know that. Can't drink the water. No, I drink the water. I know that. Can't drink the water. Man. I drink the water. I've been, I've been to, I've been to the ballet a couple times. I've been to uh, Juarez a couple times. Can't drink the water, man. Hey, man, you you take me to to some. I love the fucking sweet bread too, bro. I'm telling. You, I should have been. If I'm, I'm black and I'm proud to be black. Yeah. But, but if I if I if I could be anything else, let me be Latino. I ain't even saying what I said. <laughs> but hey man, great talking to you, bro. Man, I appreciate your commentary and your perspective, man. Another issue or thing with Latinos, American born Latinos that don't know or don't speak Spanish very well, are often referred as coconuts. Brown on the outside, white on the inside, where they don't know the Spanish language, they don't know their Spanish culture. Coconuts to Latin born Latinos, or Latin American born Latinos, are often called. Pocho, fresh off the boat, recently crossed over Latin Americans into America. Um, they usually dress the same way they normally do back home. They, um, of course, eat the same foods, but it's their mannerisms, behavior, and their dress, their attire. And to Americans, or at least to Chicanos, Latin, Latin Americans, American-born Latin Americans, U.S. Latinos, yeah, U.S. Latinos usually see them or see that as just being fresh off the boat, being ignorant, being childish, whatever. That is called chuntaro. Both are derogatory terms within the same ethnicity, within the same nationality, against others of the same nationality, just based on where they were born, how well they have or have not assimilated. Oftentimes, Latin Americans, when they see me, I'm just 
crazy looking because I'm six feet tall. Most Latinos, I think they top out about five, eight, five, nine, like that's above average height. So I'm looked at like I'm crazy or an anomaly, like I'm some type of, I guess, Arab that speaks Spanish. I have been mistaken for Middle Eastern a few times, probably because of the dark circle in my eyes. And I got a discounted lunches at one particular place because they thought I was Pakistani. Latinos, why do we hate each other? I don't know. Or not that we hate each other, but just there's the animosity. I don't know where it stems from. I do know there, there's resentment within the groups, but they can get over it if they that there's a common goal if we're working. Um, I've been on job sites where half the crew or a good portion of the crew are illegal immigrants. In those crews or those work groups, when you're working together, it's it seems great. It seems easy. There's no issue. There's no problem because I guess there's a common goal. Another thing that sticks out is when I've been to Mexico, homeless people, they don't beg for money. They'll they'll stand out with a cup or whatever, but they're not just standing there, oh, hey, we're using a sign saying uh, homeless, peace, help, anything helps. Why lie? I'm, I'm going to drink a beer. These guys are out there hustling. They wash your windows, but they don't use it like with... Um, they don't do it the same way most window washers try to do it here in the U.S. They'll just have a bucket of dirty water and try to use that handle thing to clean your windshield. Sponge on one side and a squeegee on the other. Mexico, they have a little water bottle filled with soapy water, hole poked in the, in the bottle cap, steel wool, a little rubber squeegee. Sometimes it's even just like a piece of cut out bicycle tire. They'll squeeze the soap onto your windshield scrub it all down with the steel wool and then get that rubber and wipe down all the streaks. I think it, they do a better job than you can with the squeegee in the dirty water because it's clean, fresh, soapy water. Other times they'll dress up, they'll have like clown makeup on their face, go on, they'll put on a skit, a show, they'll get on a bus, pay their fare, and then take a collection. Um, or they'll do the same type of thing at a stop sign, you know, doing um, physical comedy humor, like think Ace Ventura on the street and then having a collection plate, that kind of thing. I've never seen homeless Mexican just with a sign holding for money. Well, I take that back. Sometimes you'll see them on a corner and it's usually the older, very old and infirm. I mean, they just, they, they look broken and they're just squatted down. They have a cup kind of like uh, you'll see like a blind person just have a cup at their feet and just kind of standing around. That's the only time I can think of seeing a non-able-bodied Mexican that's homeless, not doing something for money. That innovation, that hustle, that drive. And that's something I think most Americans, we just don't have. So I know that there's animosity, how to fix it or why the animosity is there. I have no idea. But the whole response to this was listening to my friend's podcast in that black people are the only ones that have that infighting. And I would agree to an extent that blacks, African-Americans or American blacks have that infighting as opposed to just not liking someone because of where they were born. You know, I think Latinos and Italians, as far as I know, uh, have that animosity for not being the same or being equal to each other. Like one sees the other as less than is the issue. Whereas within the black community, the, the fights and the issues that he was talking about is more of like gang stuff, pride stuff, uh, turf things, particularly in the hip hop community. And I can't speak to that because I'm not, I haven't been in the game. I haven't followed anything hip hop related since the nineties. Any case, we need to figure out how to way to just kind of like get along. I just wish we can all just realize, Hey, we're all human. You and I we're human. No, no matter what our ethnicity, nationality, all that other stuff, 
Hey, that's why I love you because we're all human and I want you to feel good. I want everybody to realize, hey, just because you have something bad going on doesn't mean it's the end of the world. It doesn't mean there's not someone out there that loves you. I love you. So I hope that sinks in. If you got a bad day or whatever, shoot me a text. 281-766-7970. Shoot me a text whenever you want. At least tell me, hey, I got your number from your YouTube or podcast, whichever. Shoot me a text. Tell me, hey, what's up? Fuck you because you're an asshole or thank you for the message. Whatever. Let me know whatever you think. I'm willing to have a conversation with anybody. So on that note, appreciate you guys for being here. I appreciate you. Love you. Till next time. Bessels.